Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters, your go-to spiritual development podcast. I'm your host Hannah McIntyre and I am so excited to have you here. Join me and other great guests as we explore what it means to be a medium, the work that we need to do and the questions that we need to ask for our own development and unfoldment. I'm so happy that you're here. Let's begin. Just to let you all know that my book, You Are a Medium, You Just Don't Know It Yet, is available to purchase on Amazon or via my website, www.hannamedium.co.uk. I am incredibly proud to be able to say that it is already an Amazon bestseller and I'm so grateful to all of you for your reviews, comments and feedback. Um, If you haven't already, please do check it out. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters with me, Hannah McIntyre. And today is a very special day uh, because today my friend and teacher, Minister Lynn Parker, who has taught me so much about mediumship and helped me be brave and helped me get out there and learn so much, has agreed to come on and share her knowledge and her story with you. So hi, Lynn. Hi, Hannah. I'm so excited. Um, Tell us a little bit, introduce yourself to the listeners. Who are you and what do you do? Okay, so hello, everybody. Um, Yeah, I'm a minister of the Spiritualist National Union. I'm also a course organiser and tutor at the Arthur Finlay College in the south part of England, uh, near Stansted. And I have worked, must be getting on towards 30 years now um, with from when I first started out with mediumship. Um, I started out going to um, my local spiritualist church. And after many, many years, um, it's brought me to this point where I am now, where I'm able to buy the Internet, 
uh, work with people from all over the world. So, so fortunate. Um, and also, I still stay very much locally. I go to my local spiritualist churches, taking services, doing demonstrations, uh, and also teaching um, out and about too. Amazing, amazing. So, you said you started from going to your local church. So, what drew you to your local church? Were you taken by family? Did you walk in off the street? How did that start? Yeah, well, again, it was a long, long process, really. Um, it, it all goes back to when I was little. Um, and I remember mum and dad saying to me that um, we would never sleep. My sister and I would never sleep at night. You know, well, that's what children do a lot of the time. Um, but I, it was that I used to see people from the spirit world at night. I didn't know what it was. I didn't come from a, a spiritualist family as such. And I thought it was normal just to see everybody going through the walls, walking through the walls, um, waking up in the night and being really surprised seeing somebody standing by the side of the bed. I thought that's what everybody did, you know. Um, wow. Yeah, yeah, it was. And, and even up until my adult life, I used to um, see people at night. Um, so I used to see them objectively, like as if they were standing there by the side of the bed. And I used to um, wake my husband up and say to my husband, he's there, um, meaning there was a man standing by the side of the bed. Of course, put the light on. Nothing, nothing was there. So I'd had all of these experiences and I had um, a sitting with a, a medium called uh, Janet Parker. No relation. Um, <laughs> she was also a tutor at the Arthur Finley College. And um, she said to me that I got a natural ability with mediumship. And that's all she said. She didn't say anything else, what I should do about it. So that was the little carrot, wasn't it? That, yeah. that kind of got me into um, thinking, well, what should I do about this? But it so happened that my godmother, um, Betsy, and I'll always be very grateful to her. She's now in the spirit world. Um, she used to go to spiritualist churches. So she kind of told me a little bit about spiritualist churches. So I got up the courage to find out where my local one was. And that's the reason I went. And I found that people go to start going to spiritualist churches for different reasons. Mm -hmm. You know, start finding out about mediumship for different reasons. And so I went because I'd had experiences. And it was on the, the first, I think I went to the, what we call an open circle, which is like a training group, a practice class. And um, not, not that you've got actually structured training, but people sat there and gave messages if, mm -hmm. if they wanted to. And some, a complete stranger invited me then to join their home circle which is quite a traditional way of, of practicing and developing mediumship. Again, with no structured training, but just um, all coming together. So that was how it all started, really. And then one thing led to another. Um, and I ended up teaching um, in the training groups that were running at the church. Uh, at that point, I wasn't actually taking church services myself, but I was actually teaching it. So it's been a very interesting pathway um, coming to this point. Right. So, so many questions just about that. First <laughs> yeah. of all, your husband, is he a believer? Is he on the fence? Does he let you get on with it? What's his yeah. take on it? He just lets me get on with it. Yeah, I think he's got his own beliefs, um, but he let, just lets me get on with it. He's been so good over the years because obviously having children, because um, not long after I started all of this, I got pregnant. I'd already got two children. I got pregnant with twins. Um, and so um, he, he became a very good babysitter over time, um, which is it was very much appreciated. So, no, he, he has his own beliefs, but he's supported me always on this journey. 
I love it. So you're waking him up saying there's someone by the bed and he's just, will you let me sleep, please? Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Just get back to sleep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Amazing. And I, I love what you said in there because there, that's so the way the spirit world work, but we don't realize it at the beginning, which is that kind of, you could do this if you want, but we won't give you an instruction manual. You've got to work out how you want to do it and take control. Absolutely. And, and over time, you kind of, they, the spirit will kind of reach out if you like, and it's up to us as to whether we pay attention or just kind of, you know, shelve it for the time being, knowing that it's there in the background. Um, so it, yeah, it's, it's always interesting, um, yeah, how how it sort of all starts off different, unique to the individual. I think the need of the individual at that time and the need of the spirit world. Yeah, and we were just talking before we we came online about that kind of idea. When when I'm ready, spirit will give me a sign. When I'm supposed to do this, they'll tell me and and waiting and waiting and waiting which ties into that doesn't it you know we'll offer you the carrot but it's up to you whether you take it we're not going to cut it up and put it in your mouth absolutely yeah yeah definitely it is and they won't do it for us you know we try and sometimes being human offload that responsibility you know the spirit world will let me know when it's time for me to maybe start working for members of the public mm-hmm. the spirit world will let me know if it's if it's right for me to start charging them um but at the, the end of the day it's it's a quite a difficult thing to think about that we have to take responsibility in that too you know it's a joint effort Absolutely. I love that. So you started in your church and progressed through teaching there. And then what made you start taking the services and deciding to take that step? I I actually didn't make that decision, which again (laughs) is another interesting thing. With all of this, Hannah, I've, I've kind of done everything backwards. And I say I say this to students quite often um, and everything just seems to have happened. I've never gone out looking for any of it. Um, it's all just kind of um, happened. And I've decided to go with it to see what happens because it, it seems interesting or because my, the need is there. Um, so the first church service um, came about because of a good friend of mine. Um, she told me one day, she said, I've put your name down at my spiritualist church to take a service. And I, <laughs> you can imagine my reaction. It's like, what? You've done what? So she actually booked me in to do the service without asking me. And of course, me being me, I just thought, well, okay, we'll, we'll go with it. Amazing. Um, yeah, yeah. And then it's progressed and progressed. And obviously... <laughs> quite recently become a minister and so you've worked through the church and and doing those qualifications and that's a lot of work isn't it and a lot of dedication it it is a lot of work it is um it it sort of over time it kind of I began to think well is this the right pathway is this the right thing for me to do which often we do as part of all of this of course Mm -hmm. and the ministry and becoming part of the ministry of the Spiritualist National Union wasn't something, again, that I ever thought that's where I want to be. Um, it just, again, just crept up on me, um, like most things within my, my mediumship. And so, um, yeah, I kind of grew into the thought, if you like. So the original reason I went to a Spiritualist church was because of my own personal questions I wanted to find out more. And then once I kind of started to explore it and embrace it a little bit more, I then started to find out about the religion aspect. So that wasn't initially the reason I went into it all, but the religion aspect kind of 
started to grow within me. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, you know, not not as in being preached at, not that kind of religion, but more of the philosophy, the understanding, you know, our purpose here, the soul's purpose, mm-hmm. uh, and how religion and and the idea of God fitted into all of that. Yeah. I love it and obviously I was lucky enough to see you being ordained on zoom and it was that the energy and the the presence of the spirit world in that it was just incredible it was such an amazing thing to to watch even remotely just such a celebration it it was a really and yes of course it was a special day because I've been ordained but it was just so because I, I usually get very nervous about most things that I do. But that day, I don't know whether it's because I was distracted with thinking about the practicalities or not. I don't know. But I don't know. There was, like you say, there was something about the day. And ministers had told me over time, you'll feel different on the day. There'll be a shift. There'll be a change. I have to be honest, I didn't particularly feel it during that moment of being called a minister or ordained as a minister. I felt it as the whole kind of experience. But I'm glad those of you like you, Hannah, watching on Zoom um, felt that energy too, because um, I was so fortunate. I can't remember how many people there were. So maybe 60, something like yeah, that. There was a, lot of yeah, a lot of people, because um, I know a lot of people overseas. And um, so they joined via Zoom and it, it was really, really lovely. Yeah, uh, very special. So tell us a little bit about teaching at the famous Arthur Finlay College um, and the courses that you run there, because that's where I met you for the Mm -hmm. first time. So, uh, yeah, tell us about how that started. (laughs) I know um, you're going to be your listeners are going to be tired of hearing me say this by the end, but that happened by chance as well, (laughs) um, as as everything did. Um, Yeah. So I'd never heard of the Arthur Finlay College and my training came very late within my development so I kind of was out there doing it teaching it um, without having any structured kind of training Mm -hmm. Um, so a friend of mine um, she said you've got to go to this place this place called the Arthur Finley College and I'm thinking it's a long way from where I live because I live in the north part of England and this is in the southern part she said no you've got to go you've got to go and from that moment, I got hooked as a student, um, as you probably recognise, how yeah. you kind of just there's something about the place, something about the people, the energy. And so um, I went on quite a few courses within quite a short space of time, like you do, because you, you need that college fix, if you like, in a good way. And um, and then realised that they uh, did a, a weekend called, a, then at that time called an access weekend. So it was for people interested in teaching at the Mm -hmm. Arthur Finley College. And because I was interested in training and uh, more structured training, particularly for my teaching, I thought, oh, I'll go on that weekend. I'll go and see what it's like, as you Mm do. So uh, Minister Judith Seaman was running the weekend. And so we had to do like a mini presentation. And um, it was quite stressful because you've got to do all this, this, um, you know, this this, uh, preparation in advance. And I did it. And um, the interesting thing was that she said during the, the talking to us as a group, she said, um, yeah, and Lynn is um, really uh, her forte is speaking, is in, you know, speaking addresses, inspirational speaking philosophy. And I sat there thinking, this isn't what I do. I don't do this. This isn't me uh-huh. um, because I used to avoid 
like the plague, um, doing addresses and philosophy, the inspired speaking part of the service. And I used to do the demonstration evenings. No, well, not no problem because it was still stressful, but I avoided the philosophy. And for Judith Seaman to say, this is this is your, your thing, as it were. And I'm thinking, no way. But over time, it's really interesting. That has become my real passion which is another reason that the, growing into my ministry, um, I love the inspired speaking, the address, the philosophy. So going back to that weekend, um, she at the end of the weekend said, you should, you should apply to go and become a, a tutor at the college. That really wasn't in my thinking at all. And um, she said, there is a long waiting list. You might have to wait for a year, something like that. I thought, well, okay, we'll see what happens. I needed to get my certificate um qualification in order to do it so I thought it'll give me time to do it yeah that was in the November in the February I was on the tutor training scheme at the college <laughs> amazing <laughs> so again it just happened Hannah um it's meant to be yeah so again that one thing led to another I did I think nine weeks as an assistant tutor because you have to do three weeks as an assistant tutor and pass those Mm -hmm. that's how it was in the past um and because they were short of tutors I ended up being called in and I did nine weeks as an assistant um so it yeah it was baptism of fire shall we say um and I think the first course that I worked on um I it was a translated week it was German week which I'm still fortunate enough to work on now that was in 2010 and um I had, I think, two days notice. I'd never worked with a translator before. I'd never done a full week at the college before teaching. And I had two days notice. So do you see what I mean now, Hannah, about it all just, everything just happens, yeah, quite randomly. Yeah, so that was the the start of the journey, if you like. Amazing, amazing. So, and I know, because obviously I've been there a few times, it's an, it's an incredible space. And one of the things that is so fascinating is all of the different styles of people from different countries and the way their mediumship works. I love working with Americans because when you give them a message, they actually respond. Us Brits, we are stiff. <laughs> so uh, how does that work as a teacher negotiating? Because sometimes on a course, I mean, I know I've done them. There's been people from 20 different countries. Yeah. So yeah. how does how does how do you manage that? Yeah, it, it's always, as you know, Hannah, it's it's amazing, isn't it, that we can work with all these different people all over the world and they all got a common interest, if you like. Um, so regardless of background, language, I mean, we have the, you know, we have students coming that whose first language isn't English, mm-hmm. and you know, and to, to come and be able to explore mediumship in a language that's not their first language is just is just amazing. Yeah. Um, so I think. Yeah, I think because they've got that, hopefully that common interest, we can sort of tap into that from the beginning of a a course, the beginning of a week. And for me personally, I only ever speak from my personal experience, is that it's about setting the uh, tone, if you like, for the the week on a course to make sure that we're all coming from um, a similar direction with the way we approach it. So we're supportive of each other, we're kind to each other. Um, and I think that's really important in setting that, you know, the tone potentially, regardless of background, that we're all here to support each other. And I think, again, personally, sometimes that gets a little bit forgotten in the scheme of things. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, 
and and sometimes you need those lessons uh some I've had some ouchies and some lovely kind moments too so I think that that is always the journey but I can remember uh me and my friend Sue when we came to Spirit of Summer and we her car didn't have any air conditioning and we'd driven for 90 minutes on the you know it was really hot and we didn't Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a thing Mint Mobile unlimited premium wireless ready to get 30 30 ready to get 30 ready to get 20 20 20 ready to get 20 20 ready to get 15 15 15 15 just 15 bucks a month so give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees promo rate for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is plushcare PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. We yeah. have like, oh, it's so <laughs> traumatic. And then there were people that had come from Africa. <laughs> and we were we were oh okay yeah (laughs) amazing it's such an amazing place so here's a hard question for you what's your favorite part of your work obviously you've said you like doing the philosophy what bit lights you up yeah and I get asked this every so often and and I still haven't come to one definitive answer that's that's the weird thing because I I just have a passion for all of this kind of like you do you know, we've got that kind of drive, that passion within us, um, both you and I. And I, I love all parts of it. I particularly um, enjoy seeing people taking that first step within their mediumship. Um, you know, when you get them to recognize that, yes, there is somebody there from the spirit world. It's not their imagination. They're not, you know, going crazy. Um, and, and I love it when they they start to, to blossom you know, they're, they that lovely, in a wonderful way, naive innocence of getting their first contact. And I just love supporting students with that. So, yes, the speaking is important, but I think, yeah, just just being very down to earth and supporting those that are starting out on that journey. Yeah. And as I was saying to you before we came live, you were instrumental for me in that in such a in one question that I raised my hand and asked at the college, which was. Um, how do you get rid of the fear <laughs> how does it go and you saying oh wow I've still got it <laughs> but, and to you that was probably you know just you won't even remember it but to me it was such an amazing moment of seeing somebody I know you say we shouldn't put you on a pedestal but on the pedestal of teaching at Arthur Finley College take mm-hmm. it and um, and and seeing you just being so willing to admit that it is difficult was so transformational for me. It made such a difference to my whole journey because I stopped waiting for it to go. Mm-hmm. So there's, you definitely help people with that. Yeah, yeah so. I, it, it's a hard one, Hannah. And, and like you say, when you, you reminded me of that, I'm thinking, oh my goodness. Um, you know, often I will say to students, you know, you all know the power of words, but sometimes we don't even recognize the power of the words in a good way. Um, but it, it is true that 
I think a lot of people go into this thinking, okay, when I'm there, when I've arrived, whatever that is, then I won't feel nervous anymore. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's it's kind of accepting that the nerves are a natural part of you. Mm-hmm. And, and the more we try and deny something, the, the more we try and move it out of the way and say, no, I shouldn't be nervous, shouldn't have to, you know, feel like that, the more it happens because we're pushing against it. Yeah. So I think if we can try and accept that this is a natural part of me, and use it in order to have that drive and that power when we're working, then it's, it's, I talk a lot about perception um, when I'm teaching, when I'm doing addresses, but it is, it's all about perception, how you see it all. Mm -hmm. Love it. Yeah. 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 And it's still there. Hasn't gone anywhere for me. (laughs) (laughs) So what, so obviously you've just said you love teaching people at the beginning. What advice would you give somebody who's just starting to make those tentative steps to connect to spirit? Yeah, that to I would say to make sure that it's the right time in their life to do it, not to feel pressure because they've had a reading and somebody's told them to do it or friends have said, oh, you should, you should. It's got to be the right time and it's got to feel right. And I think um, it's finding the right supported environment in order to do it. Um, And. People, you know, you'll make your own mind up as part of the journey as to which tutors you feel a connection with, not because they're necessarily any better at teaching than any others, but because you feel a connection with them. So it's finding the right tutor, the right course, the right training. Um, And, you know, don't forget your sensitive people working sensitively. Mm -hmm. So use your intuition. You know, don't just read what's on the write up to do with some training. You know, go with the feeling of it as well. So it's about being kind to yourselves, trying to keep some kind of balance, because naturally what happens is students want to just jump off that top diving board straight in, don't they, Hannah? You've yeah, yeah. That. know yeah. that well. Yeah. yeah, they just want to jump straight in because they found mediumship. And yeah. it's, it is, it's wonderful. But they kind of think, right, OK, I want to be a working medium next week. I want to give up my day job, you know, and they've got to recognise that it's about balance. And it's about working on themselves as part of it. So being prepared to spend time reflecting, self-healing, you know, awareness of how they react in different situations, different exercises, different classes Mm -hmm. and what they can learn about themselves. So it isn't just the practical, okay, this is how you get a contact. It's actually everything else that goes with it and recognizing when you're starting out, it's about that balance between the two. And understanding the energy, you know, when it's the spirit world, when it's your imagination, when it's working psychically. And until you can do that, then I believe, you know, your mediumship won't start to fall into place until you start to recognize the difference with the energy. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I've seen a few mediums that are out there working that still they still they're not feeling into it and it does make it's an interesting thing as a sitter when you're experiencing that as well because you can't really work out say yeses or nos because it's so mixed that it is all relevant but it's yeah yeah, it's an interesting mix of stuff it is because they they often if if they don't know themselves and are not fully aware themselves it's not you're not doing the spirit world justice and you're not doing the the working psychically experienced justice either because you're moving between the different energies. So it's about taking control, recognizing the difference 
And people think, well, if I do that, you know, I just want it to let it flow naturally. You know, it'll limit me if I take control. Well, no, it won't. It'll actually make it better because you're taking control. You're understanding the skills more. Um, and in the way, and I know it sounds a strange way of describing it, but working with mediumship, whether it's a psychic faculty or working with the spirit world, is about manipulating energy and understanding energy with a purpose, with an intention behind it. And until you can understand that, then, as I said, you know, you're going to struggle. Mm-hmm. I love that. Thank you. So um, what's something about your work that you wish everybody knew, whether they're a developing medium or somebody who just goes to uh, watch mediums work? What do you mean, Helen, about my work? So, well, so if if you are looking at sort of, is there anything that you would like to say to people who are coming for a reading or to who are sitting in the congregation at a church that you wish that they would understand and know about what it is to be a medium and that experience that you're having? Yeah, the, I think, again, you'll recognise this, Hannah, that, you know, we're not perfect. We're, we're human. And it is an experiment. Every time we work with the spirit world, it's an experiment. And it's about understanding the need because as, as much as people try to keep an open mind and we would want them to keep an open mind, of course, they still have those expectations. And so I'd like them to sort of think that, you know, we're following the need. Mm-hmm. The need of the spirit world isn't necessarily the same as the need of the people here. Yes. And, and that's a hard thing for people to recognize. And so I think that's important to, to understand that. Mm-hmm. You know, we as mediums have to go with the need, of course, of the, the person who's listening here, but also the need of the spirit world. And I think sometimes that potentially can limit people's thinking if they don't they don't understand that. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a hard thing to, to get your head around. I think it, I completely agree with everything you've just said. But then, of course, as I know that 10 years ago, Hannah <laughs> would have just been like, what? Because it's, it's a, it's a hard concept to get mm. your head around. Yeah. So do you have a personal philosophy, a, a, a rule that you like to live by in your work? Okay. Yeah. I mean, because there have been times over the many years that I've questioned, why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. You know, this is, that's, that's it. That's I'm walking away again. No, um, I don't, but I, I have those thoughts just as many of us do within all of this. Yeah. Um, but I've always, part of my philosophy has always been, I'm doing this for the spirit world, mm-hmm. but I'm also doing it. Um, and, and if it's been times when I've been working at the college, I'm doing it for the students or wherever I'm teaching. I'm doing this for the spirit world, the students. And also sometimes I have to remind myself that, you know, and it's, it's not as ego. It's not as um, being selfish in any way, I hope, that I'm doing it a little bit for me as well. And I think that's my philosophy is to keep in mind why I'm doing all of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in it, And it's that old kind of, might sound a bit... Um, sort of old I don't know what the right word would be but um, I'm doing it to be of service mm-hmm. you know and that's my philosophy so that's why I try and stay being me within it you know and try and be keep be realistic um, but yeah is is to be of service and you that's another thing you taught me was that when I came to you for some advice with some difficulties I was having um with with other people and your advice to me was don't forget to be of service to yourself which 
we forget, don't we? We get yeah. so wrapped up in the got to do this, got to do this, that you have yeah. to remember you're helping many. Yeah, because that word, as you know, Hannah, that word ego is used a lot within what we do. And on the journey, pretty early on, you get students get to hear that word ego and yeah, you shouldn't have ego, ego is a bad thing. And, and yes, but it's how you see that ego, because we do need that self-confidence to in order to do what we do. Now, I'm, I consider myself to be quite a quiet person, quite, I'm not one of those people that pushes myself forwards at all. But when I've got my hat on, if you like, for demonstrating mediumship or teaching, I move into a different space. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, it, it, yeah, it is that we, we've got to kind of find, a, again, a balance between that and how we see it and how we understand it, you know, as part of the journey. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. <laughs> OK, so if you could go back in time to when you first started your development, what advice would you give yourself? the gut reaction would be not to do it um, <laughs> no <laughs> no I know no. that well <laughs> yeah um yeah looking back um you know it isn't it's not an easy journey it really isn't mm. um we we come into it initially of course with those wonderful rose-colored spectacles about you know this our found mediumship this is what I want to do and it is it's a beautiful thing it fulfills the need of the soul your soul mm. um and as well as obviously the need of the, the spirit world um I don't know I think I'd avoid I'd tell myself not to get drawn into um the the, maybe the politics aspect of it um and maybe rethink that side of of the journey Mm -hmm. um I remember really early on and, and you know you talk about words and words staying in your mind and I remember a, a lady who I met early on at the church and she said to me, again, it's personal choice, of course, but she said, don't ever get involved with one church in particular. Mm-hmm. And, I, and that kind of goes back over time because, you know, I love my, my home church. Um, I really love it. It's, I, you know, it is a very close to my heart, but it's kind of thinking it's, you know, pick and choose how much you want to get involved with things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And know when to walk away. And when to, you know, sort of look after yourself, as we've just said, Hannah, you know, within the, the scheme of things. But, Absolutely. Yeah. I think all any, anything with other humans is always a bit like that. Uh, so there's many there's many things that I've seen in my volunteering as a girl guide, which I know you've seen in churches. And it's 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 interesting because we're all there for a good purpose and a good yeah. reason. Yeah. But people are people. Exactly. Yeah, I remember it from, you know, days of um, playgroup days and preschool days, you know, on committees there and then. Like you say, it's human nature, isn't it? Yeah. It's just knowing when just to take that step back, just to, to look after yourself within it all. Yeah. And speaking of looking after yourself, obviously, you've just become a minister. That was a huge amount of work and commitment and dedication. What's next for you? Are you having a break or are you going to what break Hannah what's a break oh my goodness what's a break you know my my good friend and um translator Anya always says to me towards the second half of every year I thought you were going to have time off running up to Christmas Mm -hmm. I thought you weren't going to work in December and every year yeah I end up coming back for more um I think basically I'm, I'm a workaholic um but it's my choice you know it really is my choice so no um carrying on doing the courses on zoom teaching on zoom um 
looking at trying to expand my ministry, I think. Um, and not that I'm necessarily going down that route, but as a minister, we can um, visit uh, people in prisons mm-hmm. um, and also hospice work, hospital work. So it's, it's kind of feeling my way as to how I'm going to explore my ministry mm-hmm. um, a little bit more. But, yeah, probably carrying on doing what I'm doing. And uh, now that the Arthur Philly College is open back up again, of course, you know, back to courses in person there too. Very exciting. And if anyone who's interested in uh, meeting you in person at Arthur Finlay and and doing a course with you, you can just pop on the Arthur Finlay website and uh, you can search by tutor. So you can search for Lynn Parker and you'll be able to see all of the courses that you've got coming up. And as you said, some of them, some of them are in other languages. So uh, lots of exciting opportunities for people there. And one of the things I've really benefited um, from with you over the time that I've known you has been your amazing spiritual assessments. Um, so you've given me your email address. And what I will do is for those of you that are listening to this podcast, I'll put it in the write up and you can email Lynn and uh, see her availability. I know you're very busy and booked up, but get on a list or something to get a spiritual assessment if you are developing and would like to know your next steps. Thanks, Hannah. I also do animal communication um, sessions as well, if uh, that's something that interests people. It's a, a thing that kind of crept up on me over time as well, the, the going down the animal commu- communication route. Um, and that's another passion um, that I have as well. Of course. Yeah, yeah. there's oh, so many yeah, hats. I know, I know. <laughs> it's, uh, how, did, how did all this happen? That's I, I love it. <laughs> A bit of magic. Yeah. So thank you very much, Lynn, for taking the time to talk to us today. It's been fascinating. I've loved hearing how, how it started. One last question as we're leaving. Yeah. Do you still get people stood by your bed? Very occasionally, yes. And uh, I sometimes see a, an old lady that stands by my bed very occasionally still. And even now, after all these years, I still wake up and I go, oh, my goodness, what was that? Oh, as you do. Not that I'm scared, but because I'm so surprised. And even yeah. now I'm kind of thinking and afterwards I'm thinking this is normal. But even in that moment, I still have that same reaction as I did all those years ago. I love it. And who do you think they are? Do you? Yeah, I don't know. I think because it's it's a woman that I see quite often. Um, so my feeling is that she's one of my helpers. Um, uh, over the years, it's been different people. So I think it's just the spirit world just sort of reaching out and just, mm-hmm. you know, just letting me know they're there. And often people have that experience where it's like, I see lots of faces, but it's generally just that connection to that energy. But I think the lady that I sometimes see, she feels more like one of my one of my spirit team, one of my guides amazing thank you I am done now honest Uh, thank you so much and uh, I look forward to catching up with you again soon thanks Hannah my pleasure bye planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with Quince Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like European linen premium luggage options buttery soft Italian leather bags and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, I'm here just to ask you to click that follow button, to share the podcast on your social media and leave a review. These things help me so much with reaching more people, getting better guests, getting more information out there. So anything you can do to help would be gratefully received. And I will catch up with you again soon. Thanks for listening.